Jill Bennett sitting in for Simi Sarah on this Friday morning. Well, we have been talking a lot about the Okanagan because of the wildfires and what's happening with forest fires in that region. But uh, there is another debate on a much lighter note that is also ongoing, and that is the Ogopogo and whether or not the Ogopogo is something that is alive and well and in the lakes in uh, in uh, Okanagan Lake. Well, joining us now to talk more about this is John Kirk, a British Columbia scientific crypto with the BC Scientific Cryptozoology Club. Thank you, John, so much for being with us today. Happy to be here, Jill. Why is it, do you think, that we can go back, I think 1904 is the first recorded encounter. Uh, first Nations hunter claimed uh, to have seen this creature all the way up to the 80s, still sightings, that this is such uh, a, a creature, such a story that grips so many people. Well, this, this story actually goes back way beyond 1904. There may have been a sighting then, but the First Nations have been carving uh, petroglyphs all over the uh, Okanagan Lake area and also uh, ochre paintings as well of this horse-headed serpentine beast all over the place um, around Okanagan Lake. Uh, the, the First Nations people uh, have been seeing something in the lake for many years, and as a consequence of that, uh, we finally had the first Europeans uh, settler sighting in 1872 by Mrs. Uh, John Allison. She's Susan Moyer Allison, and she saw the creature from her farm, uh, Sunnyside, on the west side of the lake. At the same time, the mining superintendent of the Okanagan Valley, Thomas Smitheran, saw it. Both of them saw it at the same time from different sides of the lake. Uh, and they, they confirmed the stories of the First Nations that there was this large serpentine creature in the lake. Since then, there have been literally thousands of sightings, and there have actually been uh, footprint tracks shown on the uh, edges of the lake, uh, body drag marks on beaches in the Okanagan as well. So we're talking about a physical creature here for sure. A physical creature then, but do we know or have a better idea what it actually is? No, I mean, I've been searching after this thing since I first saw it in 1987. It, it sort of baffled me that the scientific community weren't investigating to find out exactly what this creature is. And it is a real anomaly. It can't be a reptile, because reptiles can't exist in lakes that get as cold as Okanagan Lake. Even in the summertime, when you go 50 or 60 feet down, the water temperature changes critically down to between 2 and 5 degrees Celsius, so a reptile can't live there. That leaves us with only a couple of other options. It's either an amphibian or it's, it's some kind of uh, mammal. The mammal one is highly unlikely because, you know, the mammals have to breathe. You see dolphins, whales, killer whales, uh, seals and sea lions, they all have to come up to the surface to breathe. But this doesn't happen at Okanagan Lake. You only see it on the surface at relatively uh, warm times of the year, especially when the sun is out and it's relatively hot. And in the past, you know, th this animal has shown no indication that it, it's a uh, air-breathing animal at all. In fact, we, we've hardly had any sightings in the last couple of years, and this is pretty much par for the course. But um, we, we remain hopeful because there's occasional th rumors that you hear about that somebody saw it last week, but they don't want to come forward for fear of ridicule. Mm. Uh, well, there certainly is a, a fair amount of that as well. 
Would we be talking, though, about descendants of what was originally seen? It, it, it certainly couldn't be one creature, could it? With a, what, what would that make the lifespan? No, it's not the same creature. There's, there's obviously some sort of a breeding population because on a number of occasions, people have seen three, four, five of them, a couple of them on a few occasions as well. And as recently as 2021, myself and a group of people were out in the northern part of the lake where we were just cruising, and we saw a pod of them. I mean, literally a pod of them. They were smaller than the large ones that are reported, but we could see a group of them swimming behind a larger one, and they were between five and seven there. So I think realistically speaking, you're talking about a breeding population. Plus, they can be sustained. There's enough fish in that lake to to sustain a decent population. Uh, Is it possible that they're sturgeon or that they're a a descendant of some other type of large, uh, large creature? Well, if you go to Fisheries and Oceans and the Ministry of uh, Wildlife in BC, there's not a single report of a sturgeon ever having been taken out of Okanagan Lake. There have been some rumors, but nobody's ever produced one. Now, these don't fit the sturgeon profile because sturgeon uh, don't swim in in the vertical plane, that is, up and down like dolphins and whales swim. This is how Ogopogo swims. Uh, Sturgeon swims side to side like any other kind of fish. So I've watched this thing on occasion in the past where it's gone speeding down the lake at high speed and it's not a sturgeon i can assure you plus sturgeon don't have humps right Uh, what is it that that keeps you inspired or interested in this and trying to learn more about ogopogo well, it's a question of identification, really. We want to be able to catalogue this thing in the International uh, Taxonomic uh, Registry. We, we need to give it a, you know, we have to find out what it is, give it a name, and, and uh, catalogue this thing scientifically. We're not monster hunters. We're people who are looking at this as a scientific um, endeavour in, t- in terms of trying to identify an unknown species in, in 42 different B.C. lakes, okay? It isn't just Okanagan Lake. We've had reports of this from Vancouver Island, from the Sunshine Coast, uh, in the interior, and Okanagan and Shushwap. And it's a question of, if we've got this sort of wildlife, what are we doing to protect it? You know, it needs to be protected ultimately. And it was until... It, um, a protection order was rescinded by the Liberals back in the early 2000s. Uh, the Social Credit Party had actually protected Ogopogo uh, indirectly in 1989. Now, uh, we have human encroachment all the time in, in these lakes, and we want to preserve wildlife as best as we can. And uh, this is something that's paramount. If you catalog it and you put it in the scientific catalog, you are able to protect it. Well, it uh, will certainly be uh, something that you and many, many people are going to continue uh, to focus on. John Kirk, we'll leave it there, but thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure, Jill. Have a great day.